0: Here's a question for you uh, before we begin: Who here has a little bit of holiday hangover, right? So I'm not talking about how much eggnog you drank. <laughs> I'm talking about the parties, the shopping, the, the the family get-togethers. Anybody a little bit tired today? Yeah, and we and then we got to stay up till midnight, right, tonight. I have a little bit about that. And but as I kind of reflect on this Christmas season uh, that we've been through uh, personally, and then as a church. Um, I woke up Christmas morning thankful. I woke up thankful for this church. I, w- I woke up thankful for the, the people who volunteer at this church, for the people who attend this church, who give, who, who sacrifice for this church. I woke up feeling blessed in so many ways, and I just want to thank you guys that, and I appreciate all of you. I love you. Because we can't do what we want to do without you. We'll see how much you love me when I go through the tithe and offering. No, I'm just ju- I'm ju- <laughs> <laughs> something I shouldn't say things that come in my mind. I don't know. I'm sorry. But today, so today, New Year's Eve, right? So. Now, um, how many people here, and I want you to be honest, are going to go to bed before midnight? Yeah, <laughs> you, you guys are my people. Every year, I'm like, because every year we go to a friend's house, we stay there, they live over in Whitehall, and um, I'm like, oh, 10 o'clock, it's coming either way, right? So if I go to bed, or I go to, you know, I stay up... 2024 is coming, right? Do I need to stay up? And of course I have to stay up. And those friends are the friends that are like, sweet, we just celebrated. Let's go play cards. Why? I got to stay up till 2 a.m.? No, that is not me. So I completely understand all of you who want to go to bed before midnight. So as I reflect on this past year, as we move into 2024, I think for me, 2023 was one for the history books, (laughs) my own history book, if you will. 2023 was probably one of the hardest, but yet one of the most fulfilling years of my life. Everything from the normal family stuff, the normal work stuff, to my wife's cancer diagnosis, to planning a church, to launching the church... 2023 was one of the hardest years, but one of the most fulfilling. And maybe that's you too. Maybe you feel that way. But in 2023, I had no choice but to trust God. I had no choice. In planning a church, I had no experience in church planning. To My wife's cancer diagnosis, that was completely out of left field. I had no choice to trust god in his plan anyone have that kind of year yeah it's like i have no choice but to trust you god trust in your plan and hold on if i could sum up 2023 in my own words and my own experience it was like riding a wild horse with no stirrups you couldn't steer it waiting to get bucked off but you knew it was headed in the right direction Does that make sense? I knew we were headed in the right direction, but it was a little bit scary at times. So I'm ready for 2024. Bring it on. We can do it. I'm ready for the ride. I'm ready for the ride. One thing I did learn, and this is kind of what we're talking about today, is to put first things first. Keep a perspective of trusting God. Put the first things first. And that's what we're talking about. So if I asked you this simple question, and I want you to be honest about this, you don't have to answer out loud or raise your hand or anything, but what kind of year was last year for you spiritually? I want you to think about it. What kind of year was last year for you spiritually? What would you answer? If you had to be honest... How did I do? How did I do connecting with God? How did I do, um, with my, with my prayer and all this stuff? I'm going to give you three categories. I want you to throw yourself in one of these three categories, but I want you to be honest about this. The first category is, was 2023 a year where you were spiritually apathetic? And let me explain it just a little bit. So maybe you're here today and you wouldn't consider yourself a Christ follower, a Christian. You you don't have a relationship with God and you really haven't thought about it. You might be in that category. Maybe you are somebody that, you know, would call yourself yourself a Christ follower, but 2023 really, you just, you didn't have an appetite for it. You're kind of like, I don't really care. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're in that category where you're spiritually apathetic. Or were you in category two, where you were spiritually inconsistent? Spiritually inconsistent. So maybe there were times where you were like passionate and, and you were, you were hungry and you, 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 you had a connection with God, but you know, things happen, life happens, and then you kind of lose it. And then you come back and then you kind of lose it. So you're spiritually inconsistent. So if I were to ask you what kind of year was 2023 spiritually for you, would you fall in one of those two categories? I have to say that I would. I would. I, I would say maybe spiritually inconsistent at times. Especially when it was hard or, you know, life just happened and you get away and you you things, ha- you know, come up in life and you just lose something. So if I ask most of you, show of hands, you would probably put, put you, yourself in those two categories, if you're honest. But I think the important question is, and I think you want to think about this, how do I want 2024 to be spiritually? If we look back at 2023, what category was I in? What can I do to make 2024 a better year spiritually? And then the third category, and maybe this is you, and and you're like the superman and superwoman of, of, of Christ follower, and it's spiritually complete. Maybe you were spiritually complete. Maybe 2023 was a great year. You faithfully chased after God daily. You were in his word daily. You were praying, having conversations with God daily. You really felt like 2023 was a growth year for you that you were very consistent, very you you developed some healthy habits, spiritually speaking. Maybe that's you. But I think, if we're honest, most of us would fall into one of those two categories. One and two. Spiritually apathetic, spiritually inconsistent. And how do I know that? Because I know in my own life, the enemy is constantly trying to distract me from my relationship with God. Anybody ever feel that? The enemy is always trying to distract us from what we need to do spiritually, what God wants us to do. So here's, here's, here's some simple things. And this is, this is what I come back to personally is seek God seek God. And I think this is an important question. If I were to ask you this question, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? Honestly, what are you seeking daily? When you wake up in the morning, when you're you're eating lunch, when you're eating dinner, when you're you're at home, you're watching TV or whatever, what are you seeking? Honestly, what is your heart seeking after? For me, I want to say God all the time. I'm seeking God. That's, that's my passion. But there are times in my life I am not seeking God. If I'm being honest about it. And that can go from day to day, hour by hour. But here's the thing, and I want you to hear this. I believe that we need to seek God first. Above all things, seek God First in our life. And there are going to be times when you get off the rails. There are going to be times when you are inconsistent. But in those times, don't just give up. Don't don't go into the apathetic category. Get back into a schedule. Get back into seeking God first in your life. And this is what it says in Matthew 6.33. And I think this is important. It says this. But seek... Let's say that together. First. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. So seek what? Seek the kingdom of God, right? Seek first the kingdom of God, seek first his righteousness. And that, I I pray, I want that to be the desire of my heart every minute, every second, to seek God and his righteousness, to have that be my heart cry, but I fall short. So how can we do better? How can I do better at putting God first? First things first. What can I change in my life to make sure that that happens? Because there are plenty of times where I didn't seek God first. Plenty of times where I put him second. Doing things on my own terms, on my own agenda, on my own time. Anybody relate with to that? Anybody? Because it's, it's so hard. Because the enemy wants to distract you from what God is doing in your life. But to earnestly and passionately seek him first. And when we do, he moves in incredible ways. I've experienced that in my own life. He moves in incredible ways. One of the things, and I, this is the weirdest thing to ever happen to me as far as God kind of just working on me and trying to develop me. In 2012, uh, my wife, Melissa, who was up here doing the welcome, she said, Hey, I want, a, I want a bench for Christmas, a wooden bench. So I looked at pottery barn, restoration hardware, I looked at the bench. And they're like seven, $800 for a bench. I'm like, I'm not paying that. I mean, I love you, but I'm not paying that. So she finds this plan on the internet. She says, hey, you can build me this bench. I said, I can what? I don't have any tools. Not only do I not have any tools, I don't have any knowledge to build this bench that you want. She's like, no, 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 I think you can do it. Oh, fine. All right. So I go to the lumber store. I buy all the stuff. I, I get everything together. I follow the plans. I build this bench. And I'm like, oh, well, this, this wasn't so hard. And what dawned on me, and, and this was kind of, I mean, when you look back, I think it was the Holy Spirit going, hey, Brian, your wife wanted a bench. Guess what? I bet there are other wives that want benches that their husbands can't build a bench. I want you to build benches and sell them. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, you're serious. Oh, yeah, sure. Why don't I do that? So I listed the bench for sale. The one that I built her, I listed it for sale. I sold it 50 times. (laughs) (laughs) They They didn't know when they showed up. They didn't know it was the same bench. It looked the same, you know. But that started this whole thing of this woodworking journey, which I completely believe was God, because there were times, and then I started doing custom work and all this stuff, and I gained all this knowledge, and and there were times when people said, hey, can you take this and build this and do this? And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And I remember looking at the picture, and I swear to you, God would be like, trust me, I'm going to help you through this trust me, I can give you the knowledge that you're going to need to to build whatever that was. And I did some crazy stuff, like stuff that just blows my mind that I don't know how to do. If I went back today, I probably couldn't build it. But God was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with you every step of the way. And I'll be building these things. And all of a sudden it'd be like, okay, put a hole here. Oh, okay. You know? And then he's like, you, you're probably going to want to glue that. Nah, we don't want to do that. But He was there and he was teaching me a lesson, not about woodworking. He was teaching me that whatever you do, I am there. If you seek me first, don't look at the project, don't look at what you can and cannot do. Seek me first and I'm going to show you. And I'm going to tell you where that came into handy is when uh, he said, Go plant a church. (laughs) God, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Doesn't matter. For years, for a decade, I taught you how to do this woodworking thing and I was there for you. You built some amazing things that you didn't know how to build because I was there to help you. And I'm going to be there to help you now. It's still crazy to me, those moments when he showed up and he just was like, hey, this is how you do it. And he's still doing that today. If I seek him first, if I put him first, his righteousness, his kingdom, he's going to be there. Amen? He's going to be there. So this is the thing that I I took away from all of that, is when I seek God first, God opens up firsts in my life. God opens up first things in my life. And that's what I call firsts. God wants to challenge us to provide new things in our life. He wants to lead us to new adventures. But here's the thing with firsts. They're scary. Whether it's woodworking, planning a church, whatever it is in your life, when God opens up a door that we're not used to, it's scary. And He's saying, you know what? I'm here. I'm here. I remember the first time where I really felt God calling me to tithe, you know, like a full 10%. Like, what? Are you kidding me? I was a young adult. Um, I, I was working at a music store. I wasn't making a lot of money, and I really felt, God, okay, you need to start tithing. I'm like, God, I cannot afford that. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's, that's not going to happen. He's like, trust me. So I started it. I would like to say I was faithful every week, but I wasn't. But I began to see him providing. Not just money, but just opportunity and other firsts in my life. I remember the first time that um, I felt like I wanted to sing. So we were at a small church in Clarksville, Michigan, and I said to the pastor, I said, hey, can I, can I sing some Sunday? He's like, sure. And I remember at 11 years old, standing on stage, singing for the first time in front of people. Going, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Oh my gosh, this, God has gifted me for this, and He's walked with me through that. And I'll let you know, the first song I ever sang was a song called "Honestly" by Striper. Anybody remember Striper? Yeah, okay, yeah. If you don't, look him up. It's good stuff. So here's the thing: seek God first, and it will equal a life of first, a life of trying and doing new things. He's going to open those doors. Here's some things that maybe is a, a first for you in 2024. Maybe a new adventure or a new thing for you that God is leading you to. Maybe the first one is really taking a step towards a relationship with him. Maybe even feeling this emptiness and this, this, this something in your heart that only God can fill. Maybe 2024 is the year where you're like, God, I want to come into a relationship with you. Maybe 2024 is the year that you get baptized where you take that step and publicly uh, declare your faith for Jesus. Maybe 2024 is the the first year you volunteer at church or volunteer in the community. Maybe it's the first year you read through the entire Bible or you daily are in God's word, you're daily praying. Maybe 2024 is the year you attend church weekly, not just once a month. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Maybe that's it. Maybe you begin to tithe and you'll give your resources of your time. Maybe 2024 are all these things of first for you. And these are just examples, and there are many, many more. Because when you put God first, he's going to challenge you. He's going to move you. 2024 needs to be that year where we seek God First be open to new things. And I love this verse. This is in Philippians 3, 13 to 14. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what's ahead. I press on towards a goal to win the prize for which Jesus has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I love this verse because forget The past. Look to the future. Look forward. Look ahead. Not what's behind. Because I think one of the first, one of the things why we can't move out of those first two categories of being spiritually apathetic or spiritually inconsistent is because we keep looking behind. Because we go, oh man, you know what? My past is a little sketchy all these things, we keep looking behind and it's hard for us to move past that. And when we look behind, the enemy's going, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not all these things. And we stay inconsistent. Look ahead, press toward the goal. We miss out on so many firsts, so many things that God wants to do in our lives when we look behind and not forward. One of the first... Um, The first for me in this past year, like I said, uh, planning a church. But part of that is this, preaching. This is kind of a first thing in the last couple of years where I've been preaching. Before it was always worship leading and music and all these things. This was a first for me. And I never really had a passion for it. I never really wanted to do it until God said, hey, I got a first for you. And just like in woodworking and all these things, I'm going to be there for you. And when you think you're not good enough, I'm going to be there for you. And here we are. And I love this story. I always think about this story um, when people are like, oh, so you planted a church and, you know, all these things. And I said, let me just tell you this. I'm, I'm not a preacher. What I am is someone that has a relationship with Jesus that is passionate about it. Not only about the relationship with Jesus, but I'm passionate about people who are lost, who are unchurched, that that are far from God. I'm going to give my life to that. Whether I can preach well or not, I don't know. But I'm going to give my life to telling people about Jesus and about his love and I love this, how, how Jesus came and he called his first disciples, of Peter and Andrew, and how they just went and followed him. And I just want to read a little bit about this. This is Matthew 4, 18 through 20. It says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting their net into the lake, for they were fishermen. He said, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. That's how I feel. I feel like one day I was just out there fishing, doing what I was gifted to do, what I was called to do. Jesus came up and said, hey, I got something else for you. And I'm like, okay. And I love how how Peter and Andrew just dropped their net and followed him. How they dropped their net and followed him. And when people ask me, so who are you? I said, you know what? I'm a fisherman preacher. I'm a fisherman preacher. I was the guy doing something else. When Jesus walked by and said, hey, go do this. Put me first. Trust me in all these things. Seek me first. Go do that. And I'm a fisherman preacher. I don't have it all figured out. I don't have a million degrees on my wall, but I'm passionate about Jesus. I'm passionate about His love and His mercy and His grace. And I'm gonna give my life to that. I'm gonna give my life to that. What is God calling you to do in 2024? And here are some very simple things. That which I think are gonna make 2024 one of the best spiritual years of your life if you can if you can do these simple things, and this is for me too. It's one thing. I want you to hear this, it's one thing, and I struggle with it, and I'm sure you do too. Give God time. Give God time. Put time in your daily life for God. Be thirsty, be hungry, give him your time. Psalm 63 says, Oh God, you are my God, early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Have a hunger, have a thirst for Jesus Jesus even and in, and in, in said that in, uh, it says in Mark one thirty five says very early in the morning while it was still dark Jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary pl- place where he prayed putting his father in heaven first put God first give him your time the second thing find a designated time to read scripture. Be in God's word. Not just read scripture, but study scripture. Know who God is, what truth is. Be in the word of God. Because it says this, and I've read this verse many times, Psalm 119, 105. For the your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. We need that light in our life. Be in the word. And third, pray and listen. This has got to be one of the harder things for me. Pray and Listen. I'm pretty consistent prayer, prayer, and I, 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 you know, I have a list of things and people I pray for, but sometimes I don't listen. Anybody struggle with that? Sometimes I don't give God time to speak into my life. And I'm telling you, in 2024, I want to give Him that space. I want to give Him that time. First things first, putting God first, seeking God first. That is my passion and my prayer for 2024. It's my prayer for you. Seek God. Seek new first. Get baptized. Volunteer at church or the community. Read the Bible. Pray daily. Begin to tithe or give my time and resources. Go on a mission trip. Anybody been on a mission trip? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Every time I go back to Clarksville, it's a mission trip. And finally, maybe 2024 is the year you take a step into a relationship with Jesus. He is there for you. Seek him first. And if you're here and you're like, you know what, I'm not into this God thing. Someone just invited me here. I showed up. They said you had coffee. You didn't. So what's going on with that? Let me tell you, you may not believe in God. You may not have a relationship with God. But if you do these things, just try it. We have free Bibles out there at a resource table. Grab a Bible. Go, go on uh, the Bible app. You can download it on your phone. They got devotionals. You might not have a relationship with God, but he wants a relationship with you. And I'm telling you, just take time. Give him time to break those walls down, to heal the wounds that are going on in here. Let him invade your heart. And if you are here and you're like, yeah, I don't have a relationship with Jesus and I'm uh, kind of on the fence, I don't know what to do, well, this things, we have a resource as well called Seven Basics. It's a free book. at a resource table. Grab it. It'll walk you through some awesome things. But let's all make 2024 a better year spiritually than 2023. Seek God first and give him your time. God, we, we, you know that we screw this up so many times. You know, there are good days and bad days. Those of us who are are following you, God, you know, some days we just struggle at it. God, my prayer for myself and for all of us is that 2024 is a year where we grow, where we take steps into knowing you more, where we take steps into new things, new firsts in our life. And we know that you're there. We know that you're gonna guide us. You're gonna help us. And we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, let's say it together. Amen.